Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome back. Hour number two of Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina, George Kurtz, Sean Engel producing our show. And uh, just uh, watching uh, the uh, beginning of uh, the London series, Yanks take on the Red Sox. We'll keep you posted. Uh, any action you know what's going on You know on what's there? the greatest thing, Joe? The greatest what's thing the greatest about thing? doing a show while watching this game I'll tell you what the greatest thing is. We don't have to listen to A-Rod. Oh, <laughs> you're reading my mind. I, I hate to say, I can't stand the guy. I mean, uh, just, I just can't take him. Uh, I was going to ask you about the ESPN uh, broadcasters. I mean, I think uh, Jessica Mendoza does a good job. Uh, but and, uh, Matt Vers- Vaskersian, uh, am I pronouncing his, his last name? He's okay. I used to watch him on MLB Network. He hosted the, the morning show in the, during the offseason. But I just can't take A-Rod. He's just uh, such a phony. Such a, uh, I just can't take him. I mean, after the, the crap he pulled with the Yankees with the, uh, yeah. the steroid stuff, I, I mean, yeah. hey, whoever his, whoever his PR person is is not getting paid enough. Mm-hmm. Because the transformation they've been able to do to get this guy a you know, job with ESPN, to get him with Fox or the MLB Net, whatever he works with, uh, it's been amazing. And that people mm-hmm. like him again. I don't know how anybody could like him with all the, the crap he pulled, blaming everybody but himself. I, I have right. no idea. I mean, none. Uh, I, can't, I can't stand him. Uh, I also don't understand. Uh, I, don't, I, said, I don't mind receiving him Mendoza either. But I don't understand how they can work for an organization. I mean, A-Rod works for the Yankees. Mendoza works for the Mets. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is a Yankee Red Sox game. You think the Red Sox are going to be thrilled that A Rod's got to come into the clubhouse do some interview? I mean, I'd be like, get the hell mm-hmm. out of here. You work, you yeah. work for the other team. There'd be nothing wrong Great with that, point. by the way. Same thing. I mean, tonight, the, obviously, Jessica Mendoza is not doing the, the, the game on ESPN, the, the night game mm-hmm. tonight, which is Atlanta and the Braves. Do you think mm-hmm. if I'm the Braves, only Jessica Mendoza is the my book, say, Get the hell out of here. You work for the <laughs> Mets. Get out of here. I mean, it makes no yeah. sense. How can you can't tell me that's not a conflict of interest? I mean, you just can't tell me that. Uh, so I, I, just, I just find that strange. Another little, little pet peeve bugaboo of mine. But I, I'm, I'm dead serious, though. I, the, the best thing is that I don't have to listen to A-Rod. Uh, I'm yeah. thrilled. <laughs> I am thrilled to spend the next four hours. I'm, I'm giving the game an over-under four hours today. Uh, four hours on mm-hmm. the radio rather than have to listen to these. Uh, to A-Rod. I, I think I would probably – it would be a day where I would actually just turn my TV off listen to the radio anyway while watching the game. Yeah. Uh, for for me with A Rod, like you said, with the, the the shenanigans with the Yankees and and the steroids and him going on uh, Mike Francesa's show, which had a video feed and him just looking wide eyed at the camera at Mike Francesa saying, "No, I never used steroids." And then you know, just how, how long was it after that that he admitted that he did? I mean, it was just uh, uh, I don't know. I just you know. Uh, that's not I don't even care anymore. about the steroids, by the way. I mean, in my no, mind, uh, I think I think three quarters of the players were doing it. Yeah, yeah I think they, no, a lot of them were, do, were doing it. And uh, it was a, there was a time I was dead set against the show. I was like, oh, this is terrible. It's, it's ruining the game. And I'm like, you know what? They're all doing it. We don't get on football Baseball players doing it. it. Mm-hmm. We we certainly don't get on actors and actresses who do it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's okay. Basically, anyway, you look at it, it's entertainment. Sports right. is entertainment, and you know if uh, if doing it makes the, makes the game more fun. I don't know if I care. I just all oh. these older players, by the way, who complained about this. Greenies have been around forever. All mm-hmm. right, they've been around since the '40s, and they were all doing it. 
taking the greenies. I mean, back in this, uh, you know, back in the seventies, the clubhouse that's was like two speed, all... right? That's amphetamines you're talking about. Yes, is that the, the greenies. Yes, that's, okay. that's, uh, that's mm-hmm. speed. Mm-hmm. It keeps them awake mm-hmm. for the games, gives me a little, a little extra boost. But back in the right. uh, the seventies, all these, all the clubhouse would have two pots of coffee. One was literally, one literally said leaded, and one said <laughs> unleaded. That meant one had greenies and one didn't. So that's what it meant. Bad. You know, if you wanted that extra pick me up, and you know, and players mm-hmm. were doing it all the time. So I think you know it's a bunch of hypocrites. You were just mm-hmm. you were just using different drugs. That's all you were doing, because there were no steroids back then. You know, steroids really became popular more in the seventies. So I asked Lyle Alzado. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, poor Lyle Alzado. I know there's all this crap about the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think you you know this. I I'm, I don't care about the Hall of Fame. I really yeah. don't. Because maybe it's don't. been watered down <laughs> so bad. It's it's really the Hall of Very Good now. It's not even the Hall of Fame. But I, I don't care if these guys get in. Oh, don't don't get me started. Please don't get me started on this. But uh, I just, you know, these steroids guys, I don't see how you can keep players in. Bonds may be a complete ass, but he, he should mm-hmm. be in the Hall of Fame. Clemens, same thing. Another complete ass should be in the Hall right. of Fame. How can you have a Hall of Fame without Bonds, without Clemens? How can you tell the history of the game? The Hall is, mm-hmm. is the history of the game, right? So if you want to put yes. these players in and say, hey, they played during the steroid era, I have no problem with that. You can't mm-hmm. tell me that there isn't already steroid p- p- players in the Hall of Fame. You can't tell no, me that. There That's absolutely a joke. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course there are. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it's, it's just silly. And let's face it. I mean, baseball turned its back. It knew that players were using steroids. You know, And uh, Selig's in the Hall of Fame, and he knew. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and joke. this is a totally different. Since we're talking Hall of Fame, uh, just a minute or two on this guy, and it has nothing to do with steroids, but where are you? I know you don't care anyway, but where are you with Pete Rose? In terms, of, now He claims that he, yeah, he, he admits now that he bet on baseball, but he always bet on his team to win. <laughs> so That's no better, uh, by the way. I don't, I don't think Pete realizes that's no better. You know, uh, first off, by the way, if I see one more video montage of how they put this field together in London, I'm going to puke. Okay, Fox showed it like 18 times yesterday. ESPN just showed it again. All right, I think Mm -hmm. what you ask is a very, very interesting question. Now, what Pete Rose did was the cardinal sin in baseball. You don't bet on the game. And the reason why I say that, just because you bet on your team to win, but that means you're you're still managing differently. Maybe a pitcher Mm -hmm. who needed that day off, you put him in for a fourth straight day or a fifth straight day or whatever it might be Great when he point. normally would have had the day. So you risked his career because he was your best pitcher and you wanted to win that day because you had $1,000 on the game. So that's why mm-hmm. Pete Rose's argument there makes no sense because you still changed the way you did. You know, I think if, if Rose would have been smart, once again, like all these players, by the way, you know, one thing about this country, we're forgiving people. You just, uh, hey, I screwed up. You know, I, I'm sorry, America. I, 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 I you, bet you on the game. just talked about A-Rod. I didn't realize. Second, third chances. Right. Yeah. And that, right? And people love him again. And right? Yeah. And it goes on and on and on. You know, Jason Giambi was the, did the smart thing. Andy Pettit did the smart thing. They pretty much came out and admitted it. You know, mm-hmm. instead of, uh, if, you know, deny, 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 deny. I think if he would have done that, it'd be over by now. He'd be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd be more accepted in baseball. But he was another ass who denied, mm-hmm. denied, denied er- everyone else's fault but mine. Yeah, you know, then it just makes you look bad. It just makes you look bad. And you know, also the other shenanigans he did too, during Hall of Fame weekend, selling his autograph down the street to try and take away, uh, you know, some of the spotlight. I mean, he pissed baseball off. He really pissed mm-hmm. baseball. I think if he would have done things differently, it, it should be done by now. Uh, now, if you ask me, do I think he should be in? It's another tricky one because you cannot tell the history of baseball without Pete Rose. You can't do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can't just ignore him from here. But I do think in his case, the punishment does fit the crime because he, mm-hmm. he just keeps being an ass. He won't, he won't stop right. being an ass. You know, so I think uh, in him, I'm okay with it. But uh, like I said, you can't tell the history of baseball without, without Bond, without Clemens, without right. Rose. You can't do it. And from my understanding, what's weird is that I think that they have some of his, uh, I don't know if you want to call them artifacts, or you know, like some of his stuff in the actual Hall of Fame. If I'm not mistaken, I'll have to double check. But, yeah, but he's not allowed in. <laughs> that's, right? it's, that's, it's just stupid. I mean, and, I mean, once again, the Hall of Fame is just a museum. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm assuming you've been there, right? It, it's a great place. You know, I, you know I, I've I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. 
I am going to have to admit that I, I never have, but my wife keeps on telling me every year, we should take a ride. You would love it because she was there as a kid. So, I, yeah, it's, it's, I definitely it's – a, it's, it's on my bucket list. It's embarrassing that yeah. I've never been there. You know, but, it's, in, uh, it's in Bumble F, you know, New York, yeah. man. It's in the middle of freaking nowhere. But still, right. it's, Which is uh, cool. it, yeah. it's a site you should go. Uh, I, I mm-hmm. went uh, – well, I remember by my trip there besides the museum itself, took a box of a dozen uh, Dunkin' Donuts on the way up and stopped at Outback on the way uh, – uh, on the way back, uh, but it was it was a good trip. Uh, <laughs> something mm-hmm. I, I think a baseball fan you, you do have to do. You have to go see. It. That's right. it. You're in a, a quaint a little town, you need man. To make. Yeah, yeah. You're, in, like you're in a quaint little town, and it's uh, it was mm-hmm. it was a sight. Uh, so every baseball fan, yeah, you 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 should go eventually. It should be on a, a bucket list sort of thing there. But it's, That's it's not a museum. Why with a Met hat? Is it? You know, I did. I saw the, what you're talking about real quick. I don't. I don't think it was, but it did. Law remind me of McGuire of Big Mac because yeah, yeah. uh, it did look like him. And we get our first strikeout of the game. Erod strikes out yeah. DJ LeMayhew, and we have one out. And look at that. The game's already uh, going for the under here. So, uh, there I said, you but go. the Hall of Fame. It's a museum. It's just a museum. Mm-hmm. It should be telling the history of the game. That's its job. Telling. Mm-hmm. That, that's what a museum's job is. Telling the history. Right. Right. And so, right. so I think. It's, I think. I think it's silly. Just silly mm-hmm. to keep these players out because we know there are players who used who are already in. Yeah, what we need to do, George, we need to uh, like get uh, reservations at like a local hotel for when uh, Jeter uh, goes in. I'm, I, are you t- I'm a little. Are you ticked off, Jeter? Like you know, we had uh, Yankees old timers game last Sunday. I mean, I get the point. You know, he's the owner of the Marlins, but does that mean that he could never come back? For you know, major, uh, you know, promotions or whatnot. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm a little tired of his standoffishness at this point. I don't know. What do you think? I he's know been I'm a bit of a jerk. Where, where, you, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he's been a bit of a jerk to the Yankees. I don't think there's any yeah. doubt about yeah. that. And that's even before yeah. he became involved with the Marlins. By the way, he you did know, give us a nice I understand gift now. Stanton. Yeah, right. <laughs> has he? Give, yeah, has he given us a nice gift in Stanton? That's why I said, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, I, I was never uh, a big fan of that trade anyway. But I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Oh, but the trade was Continue fine. Continue about calling the, 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 the Yankees gave up. The Yankees gave up nothing. So it, the trade right. was fine. It wasn't they gave up much talent, but uh, I Stanton mm-hmm. was not somebody I wanted as a Yankee fan. I didn't. Me neither. Because mm-hmm. uh, just I don't think he adds a lot much other than some home runs, not much else. But uh, mm-hmm. as far as I mean, I think Jeter has. Uh, Standoffers, I think, is a good term for it. He's been a bit of a jerk to the Yankees. He has. I mm-hmm. now I'm okay. You know, so you, you, got, you got stuff to do with the Marlins. I get it. But he, like I said, even before that, he seemed to want very little to do with the Yankees. It's like when his playing career mm-hmm. was done, he was done. He he did show up when they uh, you know retired his number, and that was it. Is he still right. mad because they wouldn't play him? Because your, your career was done, Derek. He might be mad at Cashman. I mean, yeah, maybe he's got some. Yeah, uh, I think that might be it. Which I think is silly. Mm-hmm. It's just silly. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what Cashman, you want to play the forever? Gen- bat- GM, by the way, and bat second forever. You know, you, you can't do mm-hmm. that. So I thought it was kind of, uh, kind of silly there. Uh, it was like judge mm-hmm. the umpire called your judge out on a ball that was not in the strike zone there, and you wonder why right, right, two cases start the game. Uh, <laughs> this guy, and yeah, the ball was outside the zone. Uh, shocking. Well, he caught it outside uh, the I, zone. I don't know where it crossed, but let's see. According to K zone, it was out. No, nope. yeah, it's out. There you go. All right, I see it. You couldn't you couldn't see it the first two times. You needed to see the the whole three uh, D screen. I need to see Come this on. one. Yeah, I was talking to you. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I I don't know what Jeter's problem is, but uh, I'm okay with it now. Listen, you're involved with the Marlins. You got stuff to do now, and Lord knows you have a lot of work yeah. to do there. I'm fine with mm-hmm. it, but uh, yeah, the first first couple of years where he just it was just strange, and I think he's. Uh, yeah, I mean, very, you know, you might call it standoffish, aloof, or cold toward the Yankees. Maybe it is Cashman. Maybe he'll change his mind when Cashman's gone one day. Who knows? But uh, I think it's mm-hmm. been unfortunate for the Yankees. I would love to see him show up for an old-timers day without even it being announced. Like, you know, do you remember the uh, the old-timers day uh, when Billy Martin had just gotten fired like three days uh, yes, before, I remember. And then all of a sudden he shows up, you know, and they announce him as the uh, the manager of the Yankees like in a year and a half, like in 1980. I, I want to see something yeah. like that, you know. You know, you know Mariano made pure, his first appearance. Pure George Steinbrenner. Day. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Hitting inside the park home run. Good for Mariano. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, for me, old timers day is uh, I. 
it's not the same as it used to be. I mean, I'm, of course Greg Nell is my favorite player, and he, Greg Nell yeah, doesn't yeah. go anymore. Rich Gossage isn't around the Yankees anymore because he's pretty much a get off my lawn kind of guy. He's, uh, yeah. he's got a big mouth. Yeah, too. I think. Yeah, yeah but I, these are two of my favorite players. I mean, uh, so mm-hmm. the game's is not the same. Plus, you know, all the, a lot of the guys who have passed away, as far as Joe D, Mickey Mantle, Whitey Ford course, wasn't yeah. there, Yogi Berra. So it, it gets mm-hmm. a little disappointed that way. As far as that, uh, I said Greg Nettles hasn't been there, I think, the past four or five years. And I never know what's up with Nettles. Uh, I wonder if his health is failing, stuff like that. And uh, this is this point. kind of makes you feel old uh, when the old timers uh, are all from the, the 90s, basically. You know, that, that great run in the 90s where we won all those, we, when the Yankees won all those World Series and whatnot. You know, it, it just seems like we just watched them, and now all of a sudden they're old timers. So kind of makes you feel old. Oh, you're right. You're right. I mean, you think about, how, think about how spoiled a 30-year-old Yankee fan is. They have no idea what losing Jeez. is. None. They never 30 year olds you were born in 89. years. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, they forced Manny to cut his hair and stuff like that. They, they have no idea. No idea. If you're, 30, mm-hmm. if you're a 30-year-old Yankee fan, you really don't know what losing is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's just scary. Uh, same thing if you're, what, if you're a 30-year-old New England Patriots fan. You think Super Bowl's just mm-hmm. are, you know, part of your birthright. You know, so it's, it's just, uh, it's funny how things work out with these teams that go on these long, long successful trends here. So, uh, yeah, listen, just uh, something to bring out there. But if you're a 30-year-old Yankee fan, Patriots fan, you have no idea what losing is. I forget how many decades in a row this is, but I was... During the broadcast yesterday, they mentioned that this is the Yankees' obviously last chance of this decade to at least appear yes. in the World Series. I forget how many decades in a row it's been. Obviously, uh, it's got to go back the 20s, 30s, 40s, right? I mean, I think it's the uh, I think it's the arts. I think it's almost 100 yeah. years. I think I we had, yeah. had this discussion with somebody last week. I think it was Cam. We had this discussion. Mm-hmm. He looked it up. That uh, or maybe even Gabe. It may have been Gabe Morenci on one of my uh, uh, with Gabe. I think uh, he looked it up, and I think it's uh, it's the aughts that it's been that mm-hmm. long. This uh, 2019 would be the last chance for the Yankees. Uh, mm-hmm. Listen, they they have a shot. They certainly got a shot. Me personally, I still think the uh, Houston Astros, when everybody's healthy, getting past Verlander and Cole is going to be very tough. Yeah, the the starting pitching might do the Yankees in. Uh, <clears throat> But uh, I guess was and and now uh, Sevi Luis Severino says so we'll talk a little uh, in the last minute or two. Now he got another setback, right? You know, uh, he was starting to come back, had the the, the lat issue, and then now they're sending him for a new MRI. Yeah, Cashman was mentioned yesterday. Now it looks like maybe late August. His sli- his season I don't know is if we see slowly, this slowly slipping away. Yeah, where you mm-hmm. may not see him this year. But then again. And listen, you might be an optimist. You look at it this way: Yankees going to uh, win the odds are they going to win the East, and they're going to make the playoffs no matter what happens. You know, if he can come back and be Severino, I know there'll be no yes. innings on that arm. That arm will right. be fresh. Air you know, it so out, that, baby. You know, air it out. You know, give me some little starts in the playoffs, man. So uh, you can look at it that way. He'll certainly be fresh. Yes. George Kurtz, the optimist. All right, I love it. We'll be back with more Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. a Beatles morning. Makes sense. London series going on. We're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galena, Should George. we have some class shirts? A little London calling would be nice, sure. A little London I know calling, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, Werewolves of maybe London, maybe? <laughs> How about some Queen? Hey, uh, Freddie Mercury Freddie was Mercury, one of those stupid uh, dolls that ran yesterday. He won! He won! He did win, right? Yeah. 
I want to see the Loch Ness Monster win first, or, or at least the Loch Ness Monster take out a couple of them, right? You know, <laughs> right. I think that's what should happen there. Were you upset? I know you, you, we, we had this conversation uh, two or three weeks ago uh, that the name Archie was on the onesie that the Yankees gave to uh, Meghan Markle and uh, Prince Harry. Were you upset at that because it's not tradition? I'm lost here. Uh, what? Uh, the, Yankee, the, the, Yankee, the Yankees. Okay, the Yankees gave a onesie. You know what a onesie is, right? It's a little baby outfit to I know Prince what Harry and sure. Meghan Markle, and their baby's name is Archie, and it had his name on the back. I think with a number as well. Uh, were you upset oh, that's that? where you're I know going you're with a that. traditionalist. Yes. You're a yes. Traditionalist. I, I, once again, it bothers, it bothers me if. Uh, for well, what Joe's getting at, by the way, is uh, the Yankees do not put names on the back of their jersey. All right, so every time I see a jersey on somebody, whether that's at a game or you see them, it's like, and you have a name on the back, well, you're not a Yankee fan. You don't know what you're yeah. doing. It's, it's right, that right. simple. The Yankees don't put names on the back. And you know what? I, I tend to agree with you, but I, yeah. uh, but I told you that uh, I, I got a, a gift about two or three years ago, and they put my name on it. And so uh, I feel that every once in a while when I First see— First off, uh, I don't put the, my name friends. on the back of any jersey. I never played for the Yankees. I never played for the Cowboys or yeah. the Islanders, and mm-hmm. I don't want my name on the back mm-hmm. of any jerseys. I didn't play for the team. Right. You know, it's it's, right. it's. I think it's once again, and well, for the Yankees, uh, I'd have a hard time wearing it if someone did that. By the way, for a Yankee jersey, if my name, right. so you put my name yeah. on the back of a football jersey, fine, I don't care. But if you put my name mm-hmm. back, I'd have a hard time wearing it. It, it bothers me immensely. I'm also one of those people that I cannot, me. I cannot win wear another team's jersey. I said I do. I like the Red Sox red jerseys. I re- I really like, like them, but I, I can't wear it. Mm-hmm. Even for a team that I uh, not an arch rival, I can't. I can't wear a uh, a Milwaukee Brewer jersey. I might li- like a San Diego Padres. I can't do mm-hmm. it. I've never done it. I don't think I've ever right. worn yeah. another team's jersey other than the Chicago Blackhawk jersey, and that's only because I played for a team called the Blackhawks in hockey. So we mm-hmm. all wore Chicago Blackhawks jerseys. It's the only time I've ever done it that I can think of. Otherwise, I do not wear mm-hmm. other teams' jerseys. When my kids were younger. You know, people would uh, buy them clothes, and someone bought bought them. Uh, one of my daughters, I, I think it was my oldest daughter, could have been, whatever, it doesn't matter. But bought them a Mets, uh, might have been a onesie. Guess what? Mm. That was donated. Okay, regifted. <laughs> Not wearing a Mets jersey. Now it's okay. Now my kids are old. If they want to, you know, if they want to root for the Mets, that's that's their business. I I don't control sure. my kids that way. You know, but back then mm. when they're babies, damn right I did. All right, there'll be no Mets stuff here. There'll be no giant stuff. No one ever bought anybody them a giant stuff. But uh you know that that wouldn't happen. New York Rangers, no, it's not happening. And uh it's just a little thing of mine. I will not wear another team's jersey. I only wear Yankee, Cowboy and Islander memorabilia. That's just me. Wow. Yeah. Uh I personally wouldn't ever wear, let's say I can't wear Mets I know I know that we you know, we've had this discussion before. I mean, we're both Yankee fans. I'd have a problem wearing a Mets jersey. But, you know, like a, I, I got into a little thing where uh, for occasions my wife would buy me throwback baseball jerseys. So I think I told you this a few weeks ago. I have a Winfield, you know, from, you know, the, the late 70s before he was a Yankee. Uh, Nolan Ryan. I just like, you know, it's just like it, – just as a baseball fan, you know, so, uh, but I get your point and I respect your point. And uh, you gave me a good uh, uh, solution to my problem with the uh, Yankee jersey that has my last name on it, just like frame it. So I think that's what I'm going to end up doing. Uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll yeah. But, I bet uh, you hey, uh, a friend yeah. of mine gave away, he gave away great, jer- I mean, great authentic jerseys, but he gave me the, his Islander one. And unfortunately, it's Hextall. It's a hex doll. You know, it's like, oh, my God. And it has a name on the back, so I can't even uh, – not that anybody ever wore uh, 72 anyway. But I can't even reverse it, mm-hmm. make it 27, and they say, hey, it's John Tonelli because it has a name on the back. But right. what I did is I framed it. So I just framed the Islander logo, and it's beautiful. You know, it's an absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. jersey. That's what I did to solve that problem. Uh, actually, it might have been my wife's idea now that I think about it, but I've had it for 10 years. I don't remember. But that's what I did. You know, and once again, <laughs> problem solved. Yeah. You know, there's, there's always creative like, solutions like to everything. There are, there are, uh, and excuse me, base hit, a uh, seeing eye base hit uh, earlier in this game, George. Uh, the uh, Yankees and Red Sox. Uh, we'll keep. They call those Texas uh, leaguers. Texas leaguers. Okay, so uh, back to to baseball here. Uh, talk about some rookies that that were called up. Obviously, Pete Alonso from the Mets, uh, twenty eight home runs. Right. I mean, and, and you hope that maybe. You know, the, I this this I have to tip my cap to the Mets, where you know they didn't they didn't care about the control 
uh, and they they let him start the season with the big club. So I like that. And obviously, what he's doing is is amazing. Two seventy eight, twenty eight home runs uh, for the Mets. Uh, you know, Jeff McNeil, second year player, but the guy's batting three forty four. Uh, unfortunately, uh, hasn't really developed the power yet. But I think he will. Eventually. I don't think he's going to be a, a thirty home run guy, but maybe like an upper teen to low twenty guy uh, eventually. Uh, but of course, Austin Riley with the thirteen home runs. Uh, you know, Eloy Jimenez for the White Sox has been uh, really coming on. I think he's had home runs in consecutive games. But John Means, John Means for the Orioles. You see what this guy's doing? Uh, <laughs> Uh, for for the Orioles, uh, seven and four, two point five ERA. Uh, basically, he has almost thirty percent of the Orioles wins. And uh, supposedly, this guy uh, did an off-season strength. Uh, conditioning program, which helped to add an extra eight miles per hour to his fastball. Also has a, a, a much improved changeup, and uh, so far this season, opposing batters one seventy eight batting average against John Means. Nobody ever talks about this guy. Yeah, you know, going back to the Mets, uh, I have a friend of mine who's a Mets fan, and uh, well, mm-hmm. actually, I have quite a few of my friends are Mets fans. But I bring this up because he, uh, you mentioned. Uh, and it is shocking. I could see this coming, by the way. 2 nothing Boston. Alexander Bogarts with a two-run home run. Uh, to all the Yankees to get wrecked yep. today. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, what I was saying is uh, he, he doesn't think the Mets deserve any credit for Alonso. He really doesn't because he thinks they got lucky. And he's – well, he thinks they got lucky, lucky. as far okay. as because of all the injuries. That what if Frazier and Lowry were healthy to begin the season? Mm. Would Alonso have been a starter? Because would Larry have had to play first base? Well, Frazier played first base and Larry played third. But the fact that both were down gave Alonzo the everyday a job. It's interesting when he brings that up. That he's mm. probably got somewhat of a point here. That these guys were healthy. They might have played. At least uh, yeah. taking away some playing time from Alonzo. So he thinks they just got lucky. Uh, where he does, uh, it's, it's an interesting point. I just bring it up. It to, sounds uh, like a Met fan to me. You know why? Because there's so much negativity that you could throw the Mets way with everything, the way they've handled everything. Uh, you know, the, the 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 trade for Cano and Edwin Diaz, which uh, you know everyone loved at at the time. Now it's the worst trade in, in Met history. <laughs> you know? So it sounds like your friend is just bitter. <laughs> Probably a nice guy, but uh, give the Mets a oh, little no, credit. Yes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's definitely a pain in the ass, but uh, uh, it's just funny. Uh, three, uh, it's three nothing now, Boston. JD Martinez with the home run, great job, Boone. Yeah, let's not go with uh, moron. Uh, this, is, this is such a mistake by Aaron Boone. He's gonna destroy this. No ball lead thing, uh, is safe weekend. in this ballpark, though. It's not that. Once again, you're looking at it wrong. It's I, not the win it, loss that matters here. He's going to it. destroy the bullpen in back-to-back games here. This made no sense. Right. You need a pitcher who's going to mm-hmm. give you length today. Instead, you're going to go through this bullpen and uh, crush everybody again. Uh, anyway, uh, he, my, my friend is a pain <laughs> in the ass. And he, uh, but uh, he, has, he has an interesting point here. Uh, and he, I'll, I'll give him credit. Uh, he was livid when he heard about the trade. And I wouldn't say he's not a – now, he's a fan, but he probably barely knows who Kalanick is. You know, we're done. You know, barely knows. He certainly knows who Diaz and Cano are. And, but he hated mm-hmm. the deal because he knew they gave uh, top prospects. He didn't want Cano in a million years coming to uh, here. And he didn't – once again, he feels that uh, relievers can be found. He's absolutely correct. He's absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. He hated the deal. And uh, Lord knows that deal is going to be uh, – that's going to kill the Mets for a long time because Kalanick's going to be a good player. And Dunn might be good as well. But Kalanick could be great. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's not going to work out well for the Mets at all as far as that deal is And concerned. the Mariners and you know uh, traded Diaz at his peak, right? <laughs> yeah. Never gonna have right? They did. Like, so I high. Mean, be a, yeah. 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 Great uh, fantasy. They they, uh, they they so high on him. Good for good for them. But yeah. that's going to be a deal. This is what happens when you hire an agent to be your GM, and he wants to bring his own Crazy. players on board. Crazy. Lowry Cano didn't like it I mean, from day one. Yeah. 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 I mean, they. I forget the name of the Tampa Bay uh, front office guy they could have had. I mean, how do you not go with the Tampa Bay guy for what they do there? You oh know, my God! All yeah. the magic. I mean, mm-hmm. it's an easy. It should have been an easy choice, but hey, it's the Will Ponds, and they're once again. Remember those owners I talked about earlier that only care about making money? Well, I give mm-hmm. you Fred and Jeff. Yeah, I, I think you know uh, uh, this conversation went a different way than I expected it to. But uh, you have to, in my opinion, 
throw the majority of the, the problems on, like you just said, ownership. Right? I mean, if after a while – and you know what? And the, the sad thing is the Mets haven't even been that terrible. They've had seasons where they've won and gone deep into into the playoffs, right? Uh, but uh, it's a lot of things. You know, with the, with the pitching staff, the talent that they had on this pitching staff, uh, the, the, you wonder about the conditioning <laughs> these players have had. You know, they kept the same conditioning coach for like 20 years. They finally got rid – I forget his name. They finally got rid of him like a year or two ago. It's it's just if you try to analyze the Mets, you you, you just you bang your head against the wall. Well, I mean it's plain and simple here. All right, here comes another home run, and it is four nothing Boston. Uh, that was Chavis again. Another off uh, opposite field. A Chavis, wow, two three run shots yesterday. This son of a yeah, gun. I think he likes England. He may uh, he may ask for citizenship uh, to get back here. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it was the Mets. It's uh, I mean. Uh, when things are going wrong over decades, what's the only constant? I always bring this up with Jerry Jones and the Cowboys all the time, too. What's the only constant? Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones, well, you're a GM, the same, Jerry. Huh? <laughs> you're the problem. Okay? I mean, everybody else is gone. You change the, you change the little managers. You change your GMs. But you're starting problems. Well, then the will ponds are the issue. All right? We know what the will ponds mm-hmm. issue is. They don't want to spend money. All right? They don't care about the, the team. Sure, they'll win every now and then despite themselves. Because they'll, just, they'll end up having a good team, but it won't last. It never can. You know, so oh, that, actually, but that home run was by Christian Vasquez, not uh, Chavis. Uh, oh, so, good. Okay. Sorry about that, Chris. Why good? You going up against Chavis? Yeah. You don't like Chavis? You mad at Michael Chavis? Uh, I'm a little mad Why at good? him. Yes, Why? I'm a little mad Why? that uh, yeah, I wasn't able to pick him up off the waiver wire. The son of a gun. <laughs> yeah, I lost out on him too. By the way, so uh, wasn't happy <laughs> so about mad that. Him, I, yeah. I could really in my home league, man. I, I am desperate for a second baseman. Uh, I mean, oh, going off, to- off topic again. Trading in fantasy That's baseball right. is impossible. No one wants to trade anymore. In my home league, I've been trying. I mean, I've offered everything to get a second. I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking God's second baseman, by the way. Pretty much any mm-hmm. serviceable second baseman. Because I had Cano and he sucked. And uh, I haven't been able to find anybody. I'm dealing with Jonathan Scope now who's been blah. But I, I've tried Matt mm-hmm. Carpenter. And I'm, I'm, I'm offering, I'm willing to way overpay Matt Olson and mm-hmm. Ian Desmond to people. And no one wants to buy. I, I can't even get counter offers. Just no. No. Well, you, no. You're. You're George Kurtz from the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You're trying to get over on me. No, it's, it's, I mean, part of it is that <laughs> they think that uh, if I'm offering you, yeah, then I must know something that they don't know. Right. I, I get that. You know, but make a counteroffer. I'm overpaying here. All right. I'm giving you Desmond and Olsen. You know, I even offered Josh Bell for a better second. I was no. It's like, what the hell do I got to do? I mean, really, what do you want? I mean, you want, you want my whole team? I mean, uh, but that's the most frustrating thing, Joe, is I can't even get a counteroffer. It's just right, no. Right. Yeah, no, because no one wants to deal with it. No a, one wants to trade. But it's not like they've given up on the season, right? The people that you're offering trades to? Is, is that part of it as well? Because now, you know, you start to get to the point of the season where a lot of if, – if, if teams are out of it, you know, now they, they focus on, uh, on football. Is that a little bit of it, or is it more that nah, you see no, them these, at the this is a home league. No, no okay. one's no one's okay. well worried about football yet. But there are some guys who are out of it, sure. But in this league, uh, you know, we have a uh, which I think more leagues should go to. Uh, where you finish depends. Uh, it's going to determine your draft order of next year. And by the way, by where you finish, I don't mean finishing last gets you the first pick. Uh, top three get paid in this league. It's points league. So if you finish fourth, we just missed out. You get the first pick next year. Fifth, you get the second pick. Sixth, you get the third pick, and so on. You know, that's the way we work it here. So uh, you do want to pay attention all year long and try and move up in the draft next year. So it's not that. Right. No, it's just that, uh, you know, it, it is a keeper league, and we do trade draft picks. There's be a, there'll be a lot of trading uh, in a couple of weeks. The, uh, our trade deadline's the same day as uh, the Major League Baseball deadline, 31st. So there'll be mm-hmm, a lot of mm-hmm. trades going on. And I think that's half part of the reason so they don't want to trade anybody anymore. Well, I want to keep my place, see if I can trade with draft picks. I'm like, well, you could still, you know, Olsen and Desmond will still get you something maybe. You know, it's just, uh, it's frustrating. But I think a lot of people, I say, and this is in all leagues, I think they're afraid. It's, it's our fault. It's your fault. It's my fault. Mm-hmm. It's all the, because they're afraid of us going, you're a moron. Yeah, educated. How could you have made yeah. that deal? <laughs> what are you, I mean, what were you thinking? You know, that sort of thing. But, you know, that's easily solved, by the way. It's not like you can't find us on Twitter or on social media and ask the question first. Hey, I've been offered blah, blah, blah. Should I do the deal? And then we'll tell you, oh, that's terrible. Don't do that deal. Oh, yeah, good, fair deal. 
you know, where people are so worried about being criticized. They don't want, no one wants to make, uh, they certainly don't want to lose a deal, but no one even wants to make a fair deal anymore. They will only make a deal if they're clearly the winner. Yes, yeah, that's very true. And you know what, I find that the, the more and more leagues are going to the poor uh, way of no trades at all. You know, yeah, because uh, you know, they're all worried about the like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's Joe, if you would have asked me five years ago, yeah. I would I would have agreed to you, but no one no one trades anymore anyway, so I don't care anymore. Yeah, so, uh, playing. Yeah. If you five years ago, I'd be right there with you, Joe, right up on the soapbox saying that's crazy. That's the funnest part about fantasy is making trades, but no one trades anymore anyway, mm-hmm. so I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah. I don't think I play in any leagues that don't allow trades. I don't think I could be wrong about that. I don't think I do. I think they all do allow trades, but if if one didn't, mm-hmm. obviously it doesn't bother me because no one's offering me deals anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so it, it's two hard. of the biggest leagues I play in, like the TGFBI, the Justin Mason League. They, you know, they uh, follow the uh, NFBC rules, so there's no trades. And then I'm in the you know, Granite Street Tavern League uh, with the the BFFs and Ronis, and there's no trades in there. So, uh, by the way, as we head to commercial, and then when we come back, I want to talk about uh, maybe some second half call ups uh, that we could look for, uh, and uh, if we're stashing some players, uh, if we should keep on stashing them. I'll get your Opinion. By the way, Mitel on on every freaking helmet. This Mitel, how much do they pay for it in the London series, right? But uh, did you did you know that the Red Sox had a uh, a mascot? I didn't. What, what is that green thing? Is that the green monster? Oh, uh, that's no, that's uh, gr- <laughs> uh it's such a greamy. Uh, remember, he was in the uh, the ESPN commercial with Posada and David Ortiz. Uh, 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 I'll, I'll have to find out for you. All right, we'll be back with more weekend fantasy update. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. George Kurtz, you asked for a little London call, and you asked for the clash. Sean Angle gave you the clash. It's a good tune, How about man. that? I, I love it. I like yeah. the clash. Mm-hmm. I like, that's a, uh, certainly a good tune there. I think now we need some Queen. We need Freddie Mercury. I, I think you have there to have Freddie Mercury. You yeah. know, maybe a little... Uh, Little breakdown of a show must go on, whatever it might be. But we need we need some Freddie Mercury. We need some Queen maybe we are, we we are the champions since he he won the um, the mascot race yesterday or something, right? <laughs> That's right. He won the mascot race. What was it? It was uh, Mercury, Henry the Eighth, uh, the Loch Ness monster, and I don't know the fourth, but I yeah, th- th- yeah, I can't think of the fourth. Uh, they had a fan vote for it, by the way. I mm-hmm. they did have a fan vote. Uh, it wasn't the Queen. Yeah, I guess, you know, screw the queen. Uh, uh, so uh, God save the queen. Hey, you could screw uh, the queen. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pass. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I think I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, so, there you uh, go. We'll Look at this. On opportunity Winston that. Churchill. Winston Churchill. Oh, Henry okay. VIII, and Nessie the London. Yeah, yeah. There you go. See, now we ask for I still want to see Loch The Loch should have taken them all out. Hmm. Freddie Mercury, great too, man. Great well, too. one of the greatest, greatest voices of our time. Um, oh, a big Queen guy, definitely one of my top five bands here. And they're becoming Lord even more popular. Good job, Sean. Good job, Sean. All right, so let's actually talk some some fantasy here. <laughs> we we gotten off topic a little well, bit, but we're going to get some <laughs> points here. Bases loaded, nobody out for the Yankees. By the way, mm. Eri's trying to give it all back. I think I said uh, no league, no league is safe in this ballpark, and with the these two uh, starting rotations. So, uh, what about the year that Torres has had, man? 
Think about where he was going yeah, in the preseason drafts. And Boo keeps putting him batting him seventh and eighth. Yeah, good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he he went deep into drafts, right? I forget the, his exact ADP, but uh, uh, his numbers: two ninety five, nineteen home runs, forty seven runs batted in. So yeah. Pretty, but no one really saw the power. I think no one really saw the power coming that he could hit thirty plus home runs. That's the surprise here. I don't think anything right. else really is. Lodos, he's crushed Baltimore. I mean, no. he has destroyed. What is he at? Thirteen home runs against Baltimore this year. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been a little psychotic. So uh, he's done a very good job. Hey, listen, great ball player. You know, and, uh, yes. Cubs won't, Cubs won't regret that deal. They won the World Series, so they're happy about it. But right. uh, sold their souls though. With the, <laughs> yeah. They they did, but you know, yeah. you got to do what you got to do, right? You yes. The Cubs yeah. would uh, rather. What would they rather have? A World Series or a Gleyber Torres? Uh, World Series, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It took them 100 yeah. plus years to get it. They'd rather mm-hmm. have the World Series, so they're happy. And they went for it again the year after when they traded Eloy Jimenez, and he's going to be a, a, mm-hmm. a fantastic player as well. Yeah, love it when uh, a, a prospect fulfills their potential, right? And, and that leads us to, uh, you know, the second half call-ups uh, to look for and maybe some of these guys that we're, we're stashing. Like, how about Mitch Keller? Uh, not a, What do you do with this guy? He's had uh, a couple opportunities this season, hasn't pitched well. Uh, it's, you know, if our listeners are stashing him. Should they continue to stash him? Uh, I mean, obviously it depends on their roster, uh, but what do you think about the long-term aspect for Keller for this season? I mean, I'm not talking about for his career, but for this season. Well, you, you said he's, he's struggled when he's come up, but he also said, I mean, it's, it's a small sample size. The smalls are small yep. sample sizes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, they need to let the guy go. And another interesting thing you said is there's not going to be any, you know, one answer for all uh, for all these players, here. right? Because right, it's going to right. it's going to depend on your roster, who you're releasing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, who, who are you going to pick up? If you're going to drop them, you know, you may have to drop because you got to you know a lot a lot of leagues have limited IL slots, a lot of injuries, so you have to release mm-hmm. it because you need a healthy player to fill out a roster. We all have sure. these problems. You mm-hmm. know, so once again, I, I'm very uh, I can I can't give you an answer that's going to answer for everybody. Every league's going mm-hmm. to be different. Every team's going to be different, and you'll worry about it from there. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I lean towards he can probably go. Yeah, I, I'm surprised the Pirates haven't given him a little bit more of a shot, especially when you look at the The National League Central is just weird. I mean, the Pirates are 39-42, and 42, yet they're only five games out of first place. Five <laughs> games out of first place, they're 39-42. and 42. They're not a very mm-hmm. good team. You know what? They're five games out of first place. Uh, double play for a shell is going to. Uh, oh no! The Red Sox screwed it up. So nice for the Red Sox. Four one now. The Yankees have scored. That was end up being a fielder's choice. Four uh, one top of the second. Our shell gets an RBI. Pirates are also only four games out of the wild card, Joe. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're actually in this thing, right, right? right? Even though they have a run, they have a run differential of minus fifty five, which is third worst in the National League. I mean, strange, just a strange mm-hmm. year there. Cincinnati's only five and a half uh, out of the wild card, six and a half out of the division uh, there. So it's uh, strange, strange. So I'm, I'm a little surprised they haven't given him more of a run, Keller, because it's right. not like he'd be replacing anybody that's irreplaceable in that rotation. Right. All right. There's some uh, pieces that can move there. Jordan Lyles right, finally came about, back. Yeah, we don't know when we're going to see Tayon. You know, Jordan Lyles is, a, is more of a blog guy. You know, nothing mm. very exciting there. Ugh. I'm surprised they haven't given. Like I said, the bottom line is, I'm surprised they haven't given him more of a run. Where they've been very, uh, they've been very okay. We're, we're moving on here. You know, Chris Archer is day to day now, so maybe Keller does get another shot. All right, mm-hmm. and Chris Archer's been pretty much a bust now for uh, since he came oh, over. Absolutely. But yep. uh, Archer felt discomfort in his hip. And he'll be reevaluated tomorrow. So we'll know more about Archer tomorrow. So I guess if I, if I have Keller on my, my team right now, I'm holding on to him, right? right? Because he might come back. You know, let's mm-hmm. face it, Archer at 5.5 ERA, 1.47 whip. Maybe that's addition by subtraction. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens there. Guard are just singles in a run here. It's now 4-2 Red Sox. Top there you go. I know you, you've been a little hard on, uh, on Gardner. But, uh, yeah, you know. Gets it done once in a while. Gardner has been pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, uh, let's face it. He, uh, he is what he is. Uh, he's only on the team. He's, listen, he was supposed to be a fourth outfielder this year. He got. Right. He, he was asked to play more because of all the injuries. I get. He's batting mm-hmm. two thirty two, and if mm-hmm. some of his talent, you know, he he can't bat two thirty. He doesn't steal bases anymore, so right. he can't bat two thirty two. His OBP is three fourteen. That's horrendous. I mean, it's just horrendous. yeah. I guess maybe uh, I'm I, letting my emotions get the best of me. You know, just because he's been on the team so long. 
No. Not that I yeah, think it's he's rosterable in, in a fantasy. On a, obviously not rosterable, but uh, you know yeah, I, he's got I, twelve I, bombs. I mean, you start yeah. five outfielders in a twelve-team yeah. league. Yeah, he probably is rosterable. Yeah, maybe as maybe, your fifth yeah. outfielder, or at least a reserve there to cover for your injuries. Uh, so I think he probably is that. But the point is, with uh, with Gardner to, uh, I guess if you want to protect him, is that he wasn't supposed to play every day. He, mm-hmm. It was supposed to be Stanton, Judge Hicks. But the injuries uh, to Judge and Stanton sort of forced their hand there. Uh, it's just that, you know, you like to see Boone maybe stop going to him every damn time. He said mm-hmm. he's the guy who always has to play where the other guy gets all these days. It's just strange the way Boone handles it. Anyway, uh, it's whatever that is. Uh, so, uh, Keller, like I said, you might, uh, might want to wait until tomorrow. Let's see what's going to go on mm-hmm. with Archer here. If he goes back on the Good IL, point. which mm-hmm. uh, actually it might be the best thing for the Pirates at this point. What's Archer doing for you? Not much, especially recently, yeah. Not Nada. Much. Nil, zero, yeah. zilch. I'd say, th- talking about the Pirates, Brian Reynolds, Kevin Newman. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you look at their numbers. I mean, uh, you know, Reynolds, 357, eh, the six home runs in 59 games. But, I mean, if, if you're looking for, let's say, uh, uh, he, he's, he plays the outfield. Uh, Newman's an infielder, right? But, I mean, but he, they've been... Amazing in terms of batting average. Unfortunately, it seems to be like kind of a, a one-trick pony, though, right? And then one's got a 19-game hitting streak. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's something interesting. That's something got you're starting right now. You know, we'll yeah. see how that, uh, you know, it changes. Newman uh, qualifies second base, third base, maybe even shortstop, too, depending on your league there. So he's all over yeah. the place. And we do, mm-hmm. we do like that kind of uh, positional Absolutely. flexibility. Yeah, you know, that's that's always a bonus there. So I think Newman's someone you're certainly looking at right now. Do I think you're gonna mm-hmm. want him the rest of the season or all year long? No, probably not. You know, yeah. you're probably somebody you will move on from eventually. But that being mm-hmm. said, kick and hit. Yeah. You know, maybe he does stick. Maybe he needs to start something big here. Yeah. Um, Brendan McKay made his major league debut yesterday. Six scoreless innings pitched. Retired the first 16 batters that he faced in his career. Uh, people tend to forget this guy was touted as a two-way player. Uh, formerly played some first base. Uh, Rays were DHing him in the minor leagues as well. So uh, I personally, because uh, you know I, I could use some help on uh, one of my teams, I'm going to be making a significant investment in this guy. Uh, how do you feel about uh, Brendan McKay? McKay should be owned in all right. leagues. Yeah, should absolutely be owned in all leagues. This is a top prospect. This kick and pitch, uh, mm-hmm. they should give up on the hitting. By the way, he's not a very good hitter. I don't think he'll mm-hmm. ever hit in the uh, hit well in the uh, in major leagues. Uh, but that being said, you know he could be a guy get some at bats here and there. But McKay is a pitcher. Only worry is this: the Rays stated when he came up that he was only guaranteed two starts, the one he had mm-hmm. yesterday and Friday night against the Yankees. That's all they were guaranteeing him. That being said, he gave up one hit in six innings. Yeah, he might he pitch, has. pitch so well. <laughs> right. He may force yeah. their hand. He right. may force their hand. The other thing to worry about, there'll be an innings thing here. And once again, he's coming up pretty quickly here. Uh, I don't know how, how many innings they want him to throw or how many innings he's allowed to throw this year. That I do not know. You know, he's thrown so far, was it 60, a little over 70. You know, do they want him to go 150? Uh, will they let him go 200? I don't think he'd throw uh, 130 innings over the rest of the year anyway, so I don't think he'd get to 200. But right now he may force their hand. But either way, McKay should be owned in all leagues. Take your chances that he'll stick yeah. up past uh, Friday with the Yankees. Now, one thing that could happen here, and people need to realize, he could pitch Friday and then be sent down because of the All-Star break. You're going to see this. This McKay will not be the only player this happens to. There'll be other youngsters or other players with options sent down where they can protect their innings and get them off the major league roster because they're not going to, you know, you can Jerry, Jerry, you know, gerrymander your rotation after the all-star break where you don't need them until, you know, July 20th or whatever it might be, depending on off days. Right. So you're going to see a lot of this here. So I wouldn't panic if McKay is sent down at the Friday's game. Matter of fact, I expect they will send him down, but I think they will call if, so unless he gets blown out by the Yankees, which I don't think will happen. Uh, I think he, he will get, uh, be recalled to be part of this rotation. Ray, uh, Ray's is slipping a little bit, right? Not playing as well yes. as the ball here. Right, mm-hmm. they're not hitting. They're gonna have to rely on his pitching. Uh, Glass now had a setback. Right, I don't think we're gonna yeah. see him maybe till September here. So mm-hmm. uh, I think they're gonna stick with this kid. I'll say it again. He should be owned in all leagues. Rays forty-seven and thirty-six. Now they're seven games behind the Yankees. They're only three games ahead of the Red Sox. Right, mm-hmm. they're slipping a little bit. Cleveland Indians are gaining up here on the wild card. Texas Rangers are right there for the wild card. 
You know, Oakland's there as well. So this is not a team that's a lock for a playoff spot, not in the least. So if I'm the Rays here, McKay has to sort of prove to me he can't pitch. Right, right. Good point. Good point. And you mentioned the A's. How about Jesus Lizardo? Remember, at the you know in the preseason, uh, everyone was very, very high. I was high on him as well. Uh, he's been pitching well in the minor leagues, uh, rehabbing. Uh, you know, he could be up in the, in the uh, majors. I'm thinking uh, probably right after the All Star break. I don't know if the A's have made an official announcement, but pitching well. Uh, if he's uh, you know on waivers, I think I'm going for him. I think you'd be smart to do that. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I don't. It'll be after the All-Star break. It won't be before the break. They have not stated anything, and nor will they. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll come up when he comes up here. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, he's going to come up. I think he's going to do some damage here. He is a guy that a lot of us had on our rosters in, at draft time. You know, and uh, his stats in, in the minors aren't very good uh, so far. You know, 4.32, 1.36, but he's just trying to get his work in. And then he'll be back. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do like the idea of Lozardo as well. Some you have a spot near a dead spot in your roster, you know, something you don't, somebody you don't mind losing, and you can wait. You want to get him now, you know. Maybe you you, you get him tonight. Oh, yeah. You're probably only spending a couple of bucks. You know, you mm-hmm. wait until you know. It's like, oh, he's coming. He's going to pitch July fifteenth. Well, now he's spending twenty twenty five dollars, a lot more money. So yes, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I would grab him now. Mm. How about Bo Bichette? Uh, do you think that the Blue Jays are going to end up calling him before season's end? I kind of am hesitant because I see what they how they, the way that they handled uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Obviously, uh, player control is something that they think about. So um, I don't know if we see him this year. I don't know what your opinion is on uh, Bo Bichette, uh, another, the, the next in line in terms of uh, big-time prospects for the Blue Jays. You answered your own question. The Blue Jays have already told us what they're going to do, right? How they handle Vladimir. They waited and waited. They looked for every excuse in the book. Oh, he needs to work on his defense. Oh, you know, he's got to do this. We're not calling him up. I'd be shocked. I mean, mm-hmm. let me ask you this question. Why would they call him up? I mean, think yeah, about it. Why? They're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. They're, they're done. You know, they're in what, they're 23 games behind the Yankees. They're 31 and 52. They're not making it in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, would, would the fans love it? Absolutely. He would add some excitement. No doubt he would add excitement. And we'd love to see him. But no, I would be, other than a cup of coffee in September, I don't think they're calling him up. He's ready. I think he is ready to play. But I'd be, I'd be surprised. Going up by past history, I'd be surprised if they called up Boba shit. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Tucker? Astros uh, outfielder. I mean, uh, now that they have Alvarez playing as well, do they have room for him in the second half? I mean, I obviously in September uh, when uh, rosters expand. But uh, any imminent any thoughts on 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 Tucker maybe rejoining this team? Well, you already said it. Where's he going to play? Mm-hmm. I mean, where's he going to play? All right. I mean, Alvarez is looking great. Springer's back. So where's he going to play? Uh, so I'm going to say no. Gurriel did get hurt yesterday, by the way. So maybe there, if something happens there, uh, Correa would be Correa, the worst massage ever, right, back into the All-Star break. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to that massage person in a million years. Mm-hmm. Yes, if you believe he, that's how he suffered that injury, i got a bridge to sell you. But uh, – yeah, once again, I, don't think, I just don't think there's a place to play here. Not full-time. Alvarez, by the way, I think he's expected to be back in the lineup today, which I, and I have him in a couple of leagues, so I'd really like that. And uh, mm-hmm. if not, I'm going to be very peed off because I'll have to make a decision this week. Uh, the Astros only have uh, play five games this week, but I think three of them are in Colorado, or at least two of them Ooh. are. So I'd like to get him there. But uh, mm-hmm. five-day week, he hasn't played in three days. I might have to sit him. There you go. All right. Uh, we'll be back, uh, talk a little bit more baseball, then uh, move our conversation to fantasy football, the FSGA expert draft. Take a look at uh, what transpired there. Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. <laughs> 